A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased, upon whom I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench, until he establishes justice on the earth. The coastlands will wait for his teaching. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spreads out the earth with its crops, who gives breath to its people and spirit to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I have grasped you by the hand. I formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes of the blind, to bring out prisoners from confinement and from the dungeon, those who live in darkness. The word of the Lord. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? When evildoers come at me to devour my flesh, My foes and my enemies themselves stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart will not fear. Though war be waged upon me, even then will I trust. I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. glory. Hail to you, our King. You alone are compassionate with our faults. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. 
Six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. They gave a dinner for him there, and Martha served, while Lazarus was one of those reclining at table with him. Mary took a liter of costly perfume oil made from genuine aromatic nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and dried them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Then Judas the Iscariot, one of his disciples, and the one who would betray him, said, Why was this oil not sold for three hundred days' wages and given to the poor? He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief, and he held the money bag and used to steal the contributions. So Jesus said, Leave her alone. Let her keep this for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor with you, but you do not always have me. The large crowd of Jews found out that he was there and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. And the chief priests plotted to kill Lazarus too, because many of the Jews were turning away and believing in Jesus because of him. The Gospel of the Lord. So in today's Gospel reading, there's a, a line that Jesus says that almost seems totally out of character for him, at least uh, how we perceive him. You know, he seems to be dismissive of the poor. Yeah, he says to uh, Judas Iscariot, ah, the poor, you will, we'll always, you'll always have the poor with you. And um, it seems to suggest that uh, Jesus is saying, well, you know, poverty is inevitable, therefore, needless to get too upset about it. Um, no hurry to do anything to change it. But, of course, we know Jesus way too... Uh, we know he would never take that attitude toward the poor. There's countless examples in the gospel where he identifies himself with the poor, where he cares for the poor. And he says in the final judgment uh, in Matthew's gospel that whatever we do for the poor, we do for him. So what is he saying by this? I think first it's important to understand the context of which he sa- in which he said it. He was in Bethany. He's having dinner at the home of his friends. Uh, Mary, at the end of the meal, anoints his feet with this expensive perfume. Judas is critical of this. He suggests that it could have been, you know, sold and the money given to the poor. But of course, that's not his real motive. I mean, Judas was going to uh, use the money for himself. Uh, and Jesus no doubt knew this. His statement about poverty is actually aimed at a dishonest man who sought to use the poor uh, to his own advantage. But I think secondly, and, and most importantly perhaps, about our Lord's comment is it certainly historically has been proven to be true. The poor we have always had with us. We have it right here in our community. We, we are confronted by it daily on our sidewalks. And poverty has been a fact of life 
in every society that I've ever known, uh, I think known to the whole human race. But acknowledging that does not imply that we can't do anything about it or shouldn't do anything about it. Fact is, not only has there always been poverty, there's always been ignorance. Now, does that mean we should just give up and stop building schools? No, of course not. No, we continue to build and operate educational institutions to fight ignorance. There's always been sickness. You know, despite all of our medical advances, I mean, the, the COVID-19 just, you know, did devastating things. And does that mean we should just stop building hospitals and educating people to be doctors and nurses? Of course not. You know, we will continue to train and we will continue to try to fight disease. Uh, so uh, the poor you will always have with you. To date, this that statement has been undisputably true, but it's equally true that we are called to do our best to remedy poverty, just like we do our best to remedy ignorance and illness. You know, so like I said before, you know, one of the parables uh, in Matthew's gospel, Jesus makes it clear that he shares the plight of the poor and he personally enters into the suffering of the poor. We, his church, are called to do the same. There might come a time, probably not in our lifetime, where we will conquer sickness, conquer ignorance, conquer poverty. But in the meantime, we must do everything in our power to try to alleviate these things. The gospel in no way suggests that we, we get a pass on any of it, maybe there will be a time when we can say the poor are no longer with us. But until that time, the gospel challenges us to do all we can to eliminate ignorance, illness, and poverty. And so we rise and we offer our prayers for the needs of our world. Let us join the hearts and voices in presenting these petitions to the Father. For the church throughout the world, may the grace of God continue to strengthen and nourish her. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those in authority, may God give them strength in their efforts to uphold the dignity and sanctity of human life. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who seek forgiveness, may God's mercy work in and through them and bring peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For this faith community, may the grace of the sacraments purify our hearts let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died, may God welcome them into his eternal kingdom of love and joy. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Let us pray for the repose of the soul of Inez Watson, for whom this pass is being offered. We pray to the Lord. 
Let us pause and ask God to hear our own silent needs and prayers. For all of our silent prayers, we pray to the Lord. Father of mercy, we offer our prayers and ask that you look upon them with your favor through our, our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 